we've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com. Brian and Drew today. No Sean, no Gene. Boys Club, fist bumps. You want to start doing shots of whiskey or what? <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty left. Uh, no, I don't, actually. Oh, we really? Drank, okay. We, dr- we drank several bottles of Jameson uh, over the weekends. <laughs> the big bottles? Uh, the liter bottles. Okay. Uh, it's easier to carry, sure. you know, a bunch more than it is to, you know, a couple of the giant ones. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they disappeared quickly. Uh, <laughs> visits from our friends and the Zealots. Uh, the guys from Red Sun Rising came down and, and drank quite a bit of our Jameson on Saturday nights. Sure. Um, there were some other bands that stopped by and enjoyed the bottles of Jameson, so along with the rest of us. But it was hot out on Friday, not going to lie. I was not uh, very happy about that. I don't deal well with the heat, Drew. <laughs> it's not my jam. Yeah, I and get you. Of course, it's been hot all around the country. They say that 233 million Americans were under excessive heat alerts or advisories all across the country this weekend. Yep. It was so hot that the police in Braintree, Massachusetts put out a message asking criminals to please hold off on committing crimes until today, Monday, when right. it cooled off a little bit. Obviously a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, but said, look, man, it's hot. I don't want to be out here in my gear yeah. running around chasing people, right? Right. Also, it was so hot. I don't. This won't actually happen. The National Weather Service in Omaha, Nebraska, baked biscuits by putting them in a car. I did see that. <laughs> put them in the car. It didn't take too long either. Didn't, no. I mean, it. you know, you see the temps get up there into the 120s, 130s. Yep. And uh, it doesn't take too long. I, I don't know if you caught any baseball yesterday, but they were talking about it during the uh, Red Sox game when I was listening as we were unpacking uh, that it was heat index into the 110s, 111s. Oof. Also, Thank God was, they don't have, like, the, you know, turf anymore. Like, yeah. you know, the Philadelphia used to have the old school turf at, like, the Veterans Memorial Stadium. Also, it was so hot over the weekend that zoos had to make popsicles out of blood, blood popsicles to give to the animals like the lions and jaguars to cool them off. I don't know if you saw, too, the Milwaukee Zoo had a baby giraffe. Did you see that? Did they have a camera on it the whole time so that Mary Shaw could watch it? That's her jam. She loves watching (laughs) them baby cams. And uh, also so hot, speaking of baseball, that during the Cubs game at Wrigley Field, a breeze finally blew through during the seventh inning that fans were so relieved to have that moment of respite, they uh, gave it a standing ovation. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I've been there. Yeah, that's how hot it was. That was the problem, I think, for me on Friday was that there was literally no No wins. Yeah. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. P.O.D. Alive. They were on top at Rockfest on Saturday night, wrapping things up on the Who's on Top stage. They were excellent, by the way. Taking a look back at Rockfest, it was good to see the boys in Boba Flex one more time. Now that uh, Sean has decided to leave the band and become just a regular dude. I did get some good news from the guys in Boba Flex, though, Drew. Okay. They uh, will continue to be a band, the four of them, under a different name. I heard some of the new music. It was good, and it is very reminiscent of Boba Flex, so it's not like they're going to just become a yacht rock band or something right. like that. They're right. going to continue with that traditional Boba Flex sound, which is nice. Uh, I also heard the Boba Flex cover of The Flash 
Gordon, uh, the Queen song from the Flash Gordon soundtrack. It okay. was awesome. Uh, by the way, I can't wait to get my hands on an MP3 of that. Also, I heard from them that they will continue to do some uh, shows as Boba Flex, you know, a couple times a year. Sure. Uh, so, like, festival dates and stuff like that. You know, Sean putting on the leather jacket every <laughs> once in a while so he can get back on stage with the boys. So, even though... Uh, Keep you know, the old fans interested. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. them into the new stuff. Well, and- you know, they know, they understand people are bummed and want sure. to come out and see them. And, you know, and they haven't had a chance. Uh, the highlight of the weekend for me, from for years truly... Uh, out of all the bands was Static X. I had a lot of expectations. I was very concerned that it would disappoint. Uh, I'm glad that they went with a actual physical alive lead singer as opposed to a hologram type thing. <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked, but uh, Mystery X, a.k.a. Edsel Dope, which is the rumor, uh, was awesome. The mannerisms, the voice, the stage set, I mean, it was just awesome. They played uh, Wisconsin Death Trip. It was amazing. 20th anniversary, and if you get a chance to see them uh, when they're out on the road for this 20th anniversary tour, do yourself a favor and see Static X. It was awesome. Um, I was very impressed with I Prevail. I think they kind of stole the show on the main stage in the middle of the heat. They were impressive. Mm-hmm. From Ashes to New, did a great cover of Linkin Park. Uh, Lacuna Coil were... Amazing. Uh, Breaking Benjamin were okay. Uh, you could see Ben's not singing all the words. That's I disappointing. I don't know. I mean, it sounded okay. It was fine. Sure. You know, they, they did a good job. Uh, but uh, there was some moments there where you could see the placement of the microphone. And, you know, when you hear the audio, it do- doesn't sync up right. And uh, yeah. I don't know if he's got vocal issues. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, he had a lingering health issue for a long, long time. So... Uh, Red Sun Rising were awesome as well. Partied with those dudes. They were super duper cool. Good to hang out with them. They uh, were talking about trying to make it back to lacrosse. They said they're going on some kind of acoustic tour this fall, so maybe we can get them in the area for that. I know that uh, my buddy Jim from the vault out in Rockland was asking Mike, the lead singer, about how much it costs. I don't think Mike has any idea. Uh, (laughs) You know, that's all done by management and stuff like that. Promoters. Uh, Ice Nine Kills, they do this. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize this. Uh, they do this horror themed stage set where they dress up like Freddy and Jason and uh, the kid from the movie It with the raincoat sure. and all that stuff. They came by the booth and they were super duper cool. We had a good time rapping with them. Uh, super funny guys. Um, Devil Driver was uh, amazing. Busted out some Cold Chamber, which was awesome. Good to see that. Dope was really good. As well, it was it was a, for all intents and purposes, it was a good weekend. I can't say uh, enough great things about Wade and his wonderful staff at Rockfest. They did a great job on Friday when the weather was coming in. I had a long conversation with Wade about this on Saturday after everything had kind of settled down, and you know he said, "Look, it's really tough. You know, you you give people a half hour, they might not have enough time. We're talking about people who've been drinking all day, right. you know, and are partying and are you know maybe don't want to leave. You know, they <laughs> don't want to or don't get the seriousness of the situation. Right? They don't. They don't. They're not checking their phone. They're not uh, aware of all the weather that's coming their way. Right. So you say a half hour, maybe it's not long enough. Forty five minutes, maybe that's long enough. You know, then you say an hour, you're like, well, maybe you know you get people out there and it's not that bad, and then they get pissed at you. And right. they made the right decision, though. They cleared those grounds, and uh, everybody got back to their campers. And oh, weather sucks. It's it's something you can't really do anything about. But uh, boy, oh boy, they did a great job uh, making sure that everybody stayed safe at Rockfest. And I can't thank Wade and his great staff enough about that. They made some changes to the stage at the top of the hill 
um, as opposed to this weird corner thing that they had for a couple of years. They now got it the full entire uh, back end of that barn there. It's still, dude, it still butts the nuts in those barns, man. Boba Flex, you couldn't even get into that thing once they started their set on Wednesday night. It was it was packed in there. Same with a lot of the bands up at the top. Obviously, Static X was packed up there for that. But uh, all in all, it was a great fest. Uh, a lot of fun. The weather was not great, obviously. Very hot on Friday and then the rain and stuff. But we made it through. They only had to move one band. That was Jacob Cade uh, on Saturday. And then uh, they shortened the sets of the bands on Friday night so they could get them all on stage. It was a good time, though, Drew. That was good. That's the one thing. As long as you get to see for a little bit. I mean, I know it was about a half hour for a couple of those bands on, on Friday. But, yep, I mean, yep. it, it'd be worse if he just completely canceled the whole whole thing. So you at least get, you know, as much as they can, get some of their hits in there and... I feel bad. I did not make it down to the uh, tribute stage at all. Um, very tough to get over there. There's so many stages. There's so many bands. It's very hard to sure. to get over there. But boy, oh boy, I, I also talked to Wade on uh, on uh, Friday, and uh, I believe he said that this year's Rockfest was going to set the record in terms of attendance for any of their festivals that they've had over the last umpteen years. Wow! Not just Rockfest, but including also country, country fest, including and... country fest, which yeah. is saying a lot, you know, about rock is dead and. You know how the you know and, and it's I tell you what man the service that they offer at Rockfest the things that they do for their fans and for the people that come through those gates it's it's incredible uh, they do such a great job and uh, this year was proof of that so for sure good times man good times back to the real world yeah now <laughs> well it doesn't you know it's That's like, like hashtag Mondays is probably even worse now well, I got I got two shows to go to this week we've got hairball on oh, there Friday, you go, and then we got head PE on Sunday at the Cavs so it never stops Brian come on Gene let's go and Shaw giving you the best they've got <laughs> no really and what do you know about Monday Drew uh, other than it's awful uh, well, I guess we'll see I think Not people I think people think Mondays are probably the worst day of the week yeah because your be weekend's over and usually you get back to work and it's a poop storm of things to do yep here's a uh, Factor bullcrap. Things you don't know about Mondays. Okay. Monday is the only day of the week that's an anagram of a single word, meaning you can rearrange the letters and spell another word with it. Is that factor bullcrap? Uh, bullcrap. <laughs> it's fact. Letters yep. can be rearranged to spell dynamo. None of the other. Dynamo. All yep. right. None of the other days uh, can be rearranged. Sorry, Drew. Got that one wrong. Factor bullcrap. According to babycenter.com, Monday. Is the most popular day of the week name for girls? So if you're gonna uh, name your girl, you're gonna name your girl a name of the week. It's going to be Wednesday, okay. like Wednesday, Adam. Saturday is least popular. Monday, second to last in terms of popularity. I didn't realize people name their kids Saturday. I don't either. Back to bullcrap. What do you know about Monday's edition? There are 53 Mondays in 2019. Is that factor bullcrap, Drew? Uh, bullcrap. Oh, look at you. There are 52 Mondays this year. There can only be 53 Mondays if it's a leap year. Yep. Or if New Year's Day falls on a Monday like it did last year. This year has 53 Tuesdays of 52 Mondays. A couple more. Mondays. Stank. So we're playing Factor Bullcrap. Things you don't know about Mondays. No film with the word Monday in the title has ever won an Oscar. Is that Factor Bullcrap? No film. Say that again. No film with the word Monday in the title of the film has ever won an Oscar. Is that fact or bullcrap? Fact. 
There was an animated short called Closed Mondays that won Best Animated Short back in 1975. It also holds a Guinness record for the first use of claymation. Interesting. Didn't get that one right, Drew. You're uh, two for four here. Adding 500. Last one. The word Monday comes from the Latin uh, word that means day of the moon. Is that fact or bullcrap? Um, fact. Hoo-ah. The original Latin word translates as day of the moon or moon's day. Monday. Nice job, Drew. You got three out of five. We'll take it. Hall of Fame numbers there. We'll take it. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. I saw a bunch of people up there at Rockfest Intense, and I, I gotta be, I'm soft. I realize right. I am a soft human being, man, and I have no bones about that. I want to be inside with safety and air conditioning. That's what I want. I don't want to be in a tent when that weather hits, man. It is brutal. Saw some, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, why even bother? I heard people trying to hold the sides of their tents right. up from the inside, and it's like, dude, you're just getting someone's pop up, and then the pop up top rips off. It's, yeah, give me a hard sided yeah, trailer. Are, I mean, legitimately dangerous Ooh. conditions Ooh. there. So, you go camping a lot? You ever been, you're not, you want you to camp? No, I am a camper, actually. We, as the kids have gotten older, we haven't as much, but oh, we'd camp a couple times a year for sure. Yeah, when I was a kid growing up, my parents, we would go to a campground uh, a couple hours away from home every weekend, and then my mom would take a couple weeks of vacation every summer. and on the lake, boat, yeah, Cuban, we tent camp. You know, we rough it. Loved it. Uh, roughing it, not really my uh, my bag. But uh, summer camping season, of course, is here. The weather's starting to dry things up a little bit, so uh, people are a- able to get out. We'll have a little more fun here. Some fun facts about camping, Sean. Okay. Some interesting facts about camping. The average camping trip lasts two point seven days, mm-hmm. just long enough to get sick of pooping in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Flush toilets are a bonus. Oh, there, man, yeah. those are so nice. Camping fun facts here on the morning sickness. If you camp anywhere in Oregon, there's a 99.9% chance you'll stumble upon a pot farm. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Be careful, too. You ever watch some documentaries about that? It's like really not. cutthroat out there sometimes. Uh, camping fun facts here on the morning sickness. No matter how much your kids smile and laugh, inside they still wish you took them to Disney instead. <laughs> really don't. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, maybe having bit, so yeah. much fun. This is great. Uh, 14% of Americans camp. The remaining 86% of people don't want to get Lyme disease. Just, <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out for ticks. Oh, oh. Camping fun facts here on the morning sickness. You can start campfires without matches, Shaw. Yeah. By directing your wife's ga- uh, gaze at some sticks and telling her about the time you slept with her sister. Ooh, and yeah. just heat that up with her. Yeah. Spontaneous combustion. Technically, there's no uh, nothing stopping a centipede from crawling up your butt while you're asleep, Shaw. So... Huh, never thought about that until now. That. Yeah, there is that, Shaw. Some fun facts about camping. Uh, camping as a recreational activity was invented by a guy who hated being around his family. <laughs> Just going to go on here all along. Genius. Middle uh, of nowhere. Best way to escape a bear, Shaw, if you're camping. This is important. This is very serious. Okay, bear best, spray? What? Best, uh, no, you don't want that Batman bear spray. You, the best way to escape a bear is by distracting it with your least favorite child. Uh, <gasps> over here. Over here, this over one. Over here, yeah. This one. Uh, the best way to avoid snakes, bears, and other dangerous wildlife is to just stay home and play video games like a normal person. Oh, that's true, yeah. That also helps. No danger there. A couple more of the uh, fun facts about camping. Millennials go camping more than any other age group shot. Did really? you know that? I didn't know that. It gives them a chance to sleep somewhere other than their parents' basement. <laughs> really? The first time for that. What's the sunlight thing? Uh, and last but not least, uh, fun facts about camping here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Tourists in Los Angeles are confused why camping on the street is so incredibly popular. <laughs> That's a little different kind of camping. Yeah, totally different. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. 
I've never seen anyone actually being angry at a writer. There were lots of people having barbecues and parties. It seemed like it was one big party, so maybe he didn't like the nudity. It's a lot about body positivity and treating others with kindness and love and respect. It didn't mar the events at all. Everyone is safe. Hopefully it will never happen again. Pew, 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 Who shoots paintballs at naked people riding a bike? Somebody who wants to have a good time? I guess. It was World Naked Bicycle Riding Day or some crap like that. Mm -hmm. Even though nobody's really naked, they're wearing their underwears and swimsuits and whatever. I think some of them were naked. Eh. Well, this guy got out there with his paintball gun. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. (laughs) This was in St. Louis uh, the other day, yeah. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. More than a thousand riders pedaled through the city while, in some cases, letting it all hang out. And most people just cheered and, you know, giggled. Uh, But one guy decided to use the riders for target practice. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. So he unloaded he, at least nine shots on the riders. Was he yelling, get off my lawn at the same time? <laughs> pew, 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 so. pew, pew. <laughs> That's the worst things that could happen in life. I mean, luckily it was just a paintball gun. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's still not a... Don't it's sting if it hits you in the wrong spot. Oh, yeah, those things hurt. I'll tell you what. Pew, 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 pew. Especially when you got no padding, no clothing, right. no nothing to deflect them. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Freeway here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock brought to us by House Diamond Jewelers. Have you, you've had roommates, right? But besides Mary, like back in college. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. And how did you handle the cleaning duties when you have roommates? Is it just sort of like. I invited Mary over. Oh, okay. Captain Easy Street strikes right. again. But like, did you and your roommates have some, some sort of uh, agreement? Like every other time, it'll be my time to do the dishes. Not that or... I recall. I think, you know, people couldn't stand it anymore. They started cleaning. If it needed to get done, it got done, yeah. basically. Somebody would take up the mantle and do yeah. that. I When I worked, this was years ago, obviously, but when I worked at Z93, Shaw, this was over a dozen years ago, I don't know how it came up, but I, I was talking about cleaning and, and roommates and stuff like that, and uh, I think I was, you know, upset about a, a person I was living with at the time because okay. he was very messy. And uh, he would leave glasses of of whatever liquid he was drinking in between the window and the screen. Oh. And it would just, and he would never bring them. And then when he, I would find them and I'd be like, what are you doing, dude? I think he'd run out of glasses at some point. Well, and that's why I would have to go in his room because I'd be like, where's all the glasses, you know? <laughs> anyway, so I was talking about this on the radio and I had a, a girl that listened to me at the time. And she sent, she sent me an email or a message and told me that she had... A roommate who was so particular about her cleaning style and the way that she wants things clean, mm-hmm. she drew her a, a, a map, uh, if you will, a, di- a diagram of really? how she wanted the dishwasher filled. Oh my gosh! Both levels, because you know there's two levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dishwasher she had. I'm not however the hell I want. And then she sent it to me. She brought it in and showed it to me, and she's like, "Check this out. This is what my roommate did." I'm like, "You got to get out of there because yeah, you're gonna get stabbed." Time. Like this is the beginning. It doesn't end well with this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like where if you're not mm. doing the dishwasher right and she's drawing she's diagrams. She's about something so right. minuscule. Right. And I understand, like, look, some people prefer their spoons to be up or down. You know what I mean? Like you got to, the glasses should be on the top, this kind of stuff. But boy, she, boy, her new roommate at the time was, was buck wild. And according to a new survey, Shaw, almost half of people say they've gotten into an argument with a, a roommate or someone they live with over the right way to clean things. Oh, my Okay. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, really. 95.7 The Rock, morning sickness, Brian and Gene. She's out of town. 
for the week. It's just me and Shaw hanging out. Boys club, fist bumps. Yeah. Explosions. Uh, you know, my wife is an attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Not uh, a divorce lawyer, but uh, she does get hit up on a regular basis by people looking for a divorce <laughs> lawyer, which says a lot about where we're at. Lots of people looking for divorce lawyers. Yeah, you know. Can't have one without the other, Shaw. Divorce lawyers recently revealing some of the craziest reasons their clients have split up. Oh, I can imagine. I bet you there. You know, at some point you just get sick of something. You know what I mean? Mm, like you can't I, take it anymore. It's been twenty years of this, and I've had enough. Sometimes right. it only takes a week, and you're like, "Nope, this ain't gonna make it." So I'm just gonna get out now while I'm ahead. A guy divorced his wife because she was a loud chewer. <laughs> I can see that. Didn't notice that when they were dating, for example, or well, maybe it was a very short courtship, Shaw. Yeah, true. You know, that's happened. People get married, uh, you know, a week after they meet each other. Right. But yeah, maybe maybe she held it in until they got married, and then she's like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> and then she just uh, started with the loud chewing, and he just couldn't handle it. It is annoying. Uh, a woman had vertigo. Her husband thought she was possessed and kept trying to do exorcisms. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that might not be an American. Maybe a doctor would be a better uh, be a, Maybe a witch there. doctor, maybe yeah. a voodoo doctor. Um, some of the crazy reasons that people have divorced, according to some divorce lawyers. A guy wouldn't go on his honeymoon because he was worried about his plants dying. So the woman took her sisters instead and <laughs> left him when she got back. Yeah, I can imagine. I could have seen that one coming. his plants away. more. A woman got kidnapped in Mexico. Her husband would not pay the ransom, so her family paid it, and then she got back and divorced him. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not, not worth it to you, huh? That's not surprising. That one, I, I don't you, blame I, her for that. Could have seen that one a mile away. Through a mountain, you could have seen that one. Uh, another reason that people have uh, decided to divorce, according to divorce lawyers, uh, a guy hated his wife for hoarding scrapbooking supplies. Here we go, Shaw. Oh, this sounds too familiar, doesn't this, it? Uh, not scrapbooking, but here we go, the hoarding thing. Mm-hmm. She hated him for filling their yard with broken down cars. Well, yeah. So in the divorce settlement, this is great, she demanded to get the old cars, and he wanted the scrapbooking stuff, and then they each threw it all away. Nice. So Problem solved. Could have just done that and stayed married. Yeah. A guy thought his wife was secretly gay and in love with his sister, so he divorced her. Secretly, okay. Yeah, so these are some of the reasons that divorce lawyers have told us that uh, they've had couples split up. A couple more, Shaw. A woman left her husband because he was, quote, too sad after his dad died. Well, I think he's entitled to be sad, oh, isn't he? man, kicking a guy when he's wow, down. I guess. Stomping on She's his... She's supposed to be there to support him. Stomping on his heart right there, man. My dad just died, I'm sad, and then you say I'm too sad? What, am I supposed to go out and rip one up or right. what? A couple couldn't agree on what to name their cat. <laughs> Jeez. The wife wanted to call it Snowball, and the husband liked the name Lily, and they got divorced because they couldn't, couldn't come to an decide agreement. decide on the cat's name. Okay. Maybe just get rid of the cat. And uh, one of the final reasons that divorce lawyers have revealed as the craziest reason that couples have split up, a woman divorced her husband because he refused to yell at her. He refused to yell at her. Whenever she'd start screaming at him, he'd just sit there and take it. <laughs> well, maybe that's better than... He had no fight in him, Shaw. Yeah. Didn't want to deal didn't with it. Didn't want to escalate things. Just let her just, get it out of her yeah, system. Look, look, man, you do you, and I'll just... Uh, you, you feel know, better now that you yelled? Okay, good. Let's move on. You get it all out. I just... I'm, he's not a yeller. Mm-hmm. Maybe it hurts his vocal cords. <laughs> you know what I mean, Shaw? Yeah. I can't fault him. Or maybe it got... You know, maybe it was like, I'm worried about this escalating. So if I continue to add... Yeah. Fuel to the fire, it could get to a physical thing, you know? Eventually she'll run out of breath and stop yelling. <laughs> That's a really good way to look at that, by the way. Maybe she'll run out of breath. Some signs your relationship is in trouble, Shaw, just in case you're okay. thinking about, uh, you know, maybe divorcing. Here are some signs. 
If the back of her hair smells like Joe Biden's cologne, Shaw, that might be a He's sign a that too close then, yeah. things are uh, not going so well. Mm-hmm. Her phone has dozens of wieners on it, and not a single one of them is yours. Uh-oh. I think that just happens nowadays. I, I, I couldn't believe some of the stuff I heard from some of the younger generation when they tell me about yeah, they just that's uh, that's the first text now. It's no longer like seven months into the relationship. It's a hey, check this out. What do you think of this? Huh? I hope that's not true. Signs your relationship is in trouble, Shaw. Her favorite sex position is not you. <laughs> Never heard that one, Shaw. <laughs> Never heard of that one. Is that in the Kama Sutra book? Uh, I don't think it's in there. You've thrown your wedding ring so many times you need Tommy John surgery. Oh, threw out a shoulder there. Yeah, yeah, gotta get a separated elbow there. Signs your relationship is in trouble. She asks if she can change her hall pass from Ryan Reynolds to the UPS guy. <laughs> Set my sights on a little bit more of a realistic. She's honest. Yeah. Your group sex has become boring and predictable. <laughs> Ouch. Top signs your relationship is in trouble here on the morning sickness. He watches all those Dateline shows about people who kill their spouses yeah. and takes notes. Oh, that's not a good sign. I was joking about some people at Maybe the Rock Stop last week about that. Those shows are riveting, don't get me wrong, but when you watch them and you start thinking, you know, mm, maybe, you, start, you know, you know, I was thinking, this might work. That guy, uh, if he had only done this, he would have got right. away with it. Uh, some other signs your relationship is in trouble. The first thing your partner says to you each morning is, man, our relationship is really in trouble. It's <laughs> a nice way to start the day. <laughs> right on. I got to get up at three, honey, but this relationship is really in trouble. I just want to wake up and let you know that. Uh, some signs your relationship is in trouble. A couple more. You cry at weddings out of horror. Oh, no. Those poor people. You're in a relationship with Pete Davidson. Oh, that poor guy. Oh, yeah. can't find love. You've realized you've married to one of those people who waits right in front of the elevator door and then acts bothered when they have to move to let the people out. Hey, come on. Give them some space. Oh, man. Hate that. Can you imagine that? You don't you don't see an elevator the entire time you're dating somebody, and then you get married and you go to on vacation and oh, there's an elevator, guy? and then you're like, oh no, you're one of those people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I that could happen. Uh, a few more of the top signs your relationship is in trouble. The doctor diagnoses the cause of your partner's index finger injury as too much swiping right. Ooh, yeah, she's been busy. Your boyfriend says you never give him any attention. At least that's what you think he said. I don't. No, I'm not. Wasn't really listening. I just could have what. What? Last, last one. Top signs your relationship relationship is in trouble, Shaw. Last one. You had kids and yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all it takes sometimes is a couple of kids, Shaw. Yep. Whole new ball game there. Yeah. Well, that really, you got to play zone defense when you got three of them, right, Shaw? <laughs> sure Isn't that do. the deal? That's exactly right. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Workforce Wednesday on a national tequila day. What else do you put tequila? I mean, you do shots, right? Are you a training wheels guy? Your tequila shots? What does that mean? You don't know what training wheels means? No. S- seriously. No, Listen, I don't. I'm not trying to be a dick. I mean, I am I am being a dick, but I'm not trying to. Okay. No, you I don't. don't you literally don't know what training wheels means. I have means. no idea. What do you do when you do a shot of tequila? Uh, usually uh, a lemon or a lime and some Okay, salt. those are called training wheels. Okay. Those are for amateurs. Oh. That's for the girl at the bar at 11 o'clock. It's, it's them shots. That's that girl. That's not you. That's a man. A man just takes the the, the tequila and downs, downs it. Oh, okay. Okay. I grew up uh, learning with the salt and the lime technique. Well, that's, yeah, again, that's for babies. And then when you upgrade and become a man, you just stop with all that because okay. it's unnecessary. Uh, so those are called training wheels. So you do uh, ride with training wheels on is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You're probably not down on a lot of... I'm not. It's been a long time. I'll be honest. I'm sure you mix it, and then you make a a nice mixed beverage. But what else do you do with the tequila besides shots and margaritas? What do you do with it? 
I I, I think you can cook with it. I think there's some oh things you can make with it, oh, like a tequila. Shot. Where's my omelet then? Marinated chicken breast, for tequila, example. Or? Tequila omelets. I've never had a tequila omelet. What if you like sautéed the vegetables in tequila? That wouldn't be bad, wouldn't it? I don't know. Pretty good. What if you had like a tequila lime sauce on the side for your omelet? Hmm. You're just thinking about omelets. This I morning. don't know. I'm just thinking about tequila. <laughs> how can I get tequila in my system? I got the day off after today, but I got a lot of stuff to do. Concrete's getting poured today. Oh, look at you uh, go. I got to mow the lawn. I, dude, it is. I, I'm telling you, man, I love this new neighborhood. I love our new house, but it is keeping up with the Joneses. It's very unlike our last neighborhood, and I am not prepared for this. Uh-oh. I am comp- I, and There's I feel pressure involved. Well, the lady next to me, Sue, very beautiful, like a wonderful lady. I love her to death already. She's super nice. She's out there mowing her lawn. Everybody's got earmuffs when they mow. Really? And I'm and I'm like not prepared for this right. earmuff thing. I don't know what's going on. I'm afraid that my wife's going to turn into what is that movie with the thing and the Step people? Wives. Yes, I think my wife's going to be a robot or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening with the earmuffs. There's an earmuff thing going on that I'm a. I don't know if they hand them out to you when you <laughs> move in. I don't know if it's some sort of welcoming gift that I didn't get. But everybody's mowing their lawn with the earmuffs on. I'm out there. <laughs> well, you can't hear anything anymore anyway, so. Yeah, what? Yeah. It also takes me twice as long to mow my lawn now, and I'm just, uh, I need to get a new mower. I just, a lot of things need to happen. I just told, I told her, I said, look, I, she's like, oh, it's so nice. People are going to take care of the lawn. And I'm like, yeah, it's in, it's in the works. I said, I got a lot of other stuff I got to do first, but it's, trust me, it's coming. It's happening. I said, we'll, we'll deal. Yesterday, Bobcat back there, blah, you know, everything's loud and obnoxious, right. and I'm that guy now, and hopefully by the end of the summer, everything will calm down, and I'll start to assimilate into this neighborhood <laughs> thing, but it's uh, it's definitely keeping up with the Joneses where I'm at, Shaw. Everybody's got beautiful, I'm walking the dogs around, and everybody's got landscaping, and dude, there's been like three lawn care trucks that have stopped really? in my day, yeah, and spraying people's, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? That'll be you. Is soon. that something you gotta do? Is that what you, like, when Apparently you're in your neighborhood, it is. I don't know, what the hell. You're you muffs and weed killer. Oh my goodness. Jean's out there with a dirt patch and her stupid dog. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get a lawn service guy. Lori Morton Lockley told me her daughter would mow my lawn. I'm like, I'm gonna pay some kid to mow my lawn. <laughs> kidding me? I don't know. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot going on, Shaw. But at some point, te- tequila's on the menu today. At That's some a point. good plan. Something maybe, to shoot for. Maybe after the lawn mowing. <laughs> after that, the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Shaw in the newsroom, and there is a new IQ test that's spreading throughout the internet right now, Shaw. Okay. It's a bit viral because it's really short. It's only three questions long, and only about 17% of people get all three of them right. Really? That means 83% of people fail. It's a little bit of trickeration. Oh, but uh, it does, of course, require you to use your brain. It's kind of early for that. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. It's not early for us. We've been here for hours. Okay, no more excuses. Did you get a Did you get a nice night of sleep? Or I did okay. Did you not have your wake up juice yet? <laughs> I have my coffee right here. All right, all right. Here we go. The world's shortest IQ test. Okay, making its way around the interwebs. Eighty three percent of people cannot get all three questions correct. Here are the questions, Shaw. Number one, a bat and a ball cost $1.10 total. The bat costs $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Tell me again. It's $1.10. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 total. Okay. The bat is $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Uh, 10 cents. 
If the ball is ten cents and the bat is a dollar, that would make it a dollar ten. But how much more is the bat than the ball if the doll if the bat is a dollar and the ball is ten cents? It's only ninety cents. So the correct answer is five cents. Uh, oh man. That is tricky. See? Yeah. It does require you to think it's trickeration a little bit, but mm-hmm. you did you so far you you're in the eighty three percent. Yep. Next question. Are you ready? <laughs> Probably not, but let's do it. All right. Again, think about it. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> I feel like a dummy. I know, right? I read it the first time and I said the same thing. I'm like, well, it can't be a it can't be a you know, ten cents and a dollar because that's a you it know. seemed too obvious. But. Yeah. And I think that's the key here is don't don't take the obvious answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's shortest IQ test. Three questions long. Eighty three percent of people cannot get all three right. You're in that that realm there, Shaw. It takes. Five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. How long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Five minutes. Hey! The common wrong answer is 100. They just, you know, they hear the hundreds and the fives and... But uh, the correct answer there is five minutes, Shaw. Nice job. All right, thank you. So far, you're not as dumb as I thought you (laughs) were. Last one, Shaw. The world's shortest IQ test making its way around the interwebs. Three questions long. 83% of people cannot get. It's a lot of math so far. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, you trying to critically think about math, uh, not always the easiest mm-hmm. for people. All right. Last one. This one has a bit of alliteration in it, so stick with me here. I'm going to wet my whistle. There's a patch of lily pads in a lake. Every day, the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days. Oh, man. <laughs> Just give me the buzzer. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long will it take to cover half the lake? Uh, 47 days. Hey, look at you. Critical thinking. The most common answer is 24 because people do the half and the Mm -hmm. 48. They're like 24 and then they're wrong. But if it doubles every day, then... To cover the whole lake on the 48th day means mm-hmm. that by half that, it was the 47th day. Nice job, Sean. Yeah, that bat and ball thing, though. Yeah, the bat and ball thing. You got that one wrong. This is like in Die Hard. The, what was it? Die Hard 3 when he gets on the phone. He's doing the right, riddle from right, Simon. Yep. And he's like, seven piemen going to town. And then he's got the seven daughters, seven sacks. And he's like, oh, there's only one. There's one guy going to town. He right. just encountered this dude on the road. There's only one dude. And they had to call back. And yeah. Time's almost up, John. <laughs> they got the briefcase there and the elephant uh, water fountain thingy, majiggy. Nice job, Shaw. Well, thank you. Two out of three ain't bad. That's I got Meatloaf said it, you know, and you did it. <laughs> Ryan, come on, Gene, let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, <laughs> really. Well, a lacrosse family will be able to stay in their home following a legal fight. Jeff and Jeannie Nylander built a handicapped accessible home that had a driveway that the city says was not up to code. Jeff, a disabled veteran, and Jeannie, who is blind, were told their driveway did not conform with city ordinance and that they would have to either rebuild the driveway or move out of their newly built home on Alaska Avenue. So they built the home, uh, and there's some sort of driveway code that they yep. were unaware of or just didn't get done? or I think they were unaware. Okay, and uh, so then they... The city was aware, though, and they said, look, you're going to have to elevate your garage in order for this to become because of code. a blood plane type Correct. issue. Okay. Yes. Uh, now, Judge Gloria Doyle sided with the Nylanders, overruling the decision of the Board of Zoning Appeals, which would allow the Nylanders to stay in their home I can't without believe having I, to redo the driveway. I can't believe I'm, I'm saying kudos to a lacrosse judge. 
<laughs> but I mean, right. doing the right thing for these people. Yes. I mean, the guy's a disabled veteran. Right. They've uh, been fighting this in court for a year. She's blind. And then imagine the amount of money that the city's wasting on right. this stupid thing when somebody could have just stepped in and said, look, is it going to break the bank? Is it going to make a big, huge difference? I mean, are we really... Is you anybody going to be unsafe? Or? La-, La Crosse is not that big of a city where somebody can't come down from the high office up there at City Hall and say something, especially somebody who put it on their Facebook page and said, I'm proud to proclaim July 21st through July 27th as No Limits Ability Awareness Week in the City of La Crosse, recognizing that there are millions of people dealing with some type of disability. So you say you care and you say you right. give a rat's ass, and then you go out and you waste money and you waste taxpayer time with this kind of garbage for these poor people who, by all accounts, I don't know them personally, but everybody I know, my, my wife's aunt lives right across the street from okay. them. Everybody that I know that has told me about them, and I have a lot of people that reach out and talk to me about this kind of stuff because they know how I feel. They've said these people are saints. They do a right. lot for the community. They've right. been around for a long time. Obviously, the guy's a veteran, and he served his country. And this is what you're going to do to your citizens? This is the kind of crap you're going to pull? Give me a freaking break. Well, you know, I understand there are codes that need to be conformed to for various things, but at some point, yeah, doesn't common sense just take over and say, look, these poor people. Because of a couple of inches of a pad, they got to raise it. Come on, man. Give me a friggin' break. I'm not saying we're breaking the rules here for everybody. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, but like, come on. Can't there be some special circumstances? Yeah. Some common sense here. Yeah. You know, you see this all the time, too, with different municipalities and, and it's like, you know, you're, you're. I get it. You got to enforce codes. You got rules. I get it. But, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. Can't we make exceptions once in a while? Right. Can't we look at every case? And that's and what say, the judge said in this case, essentially. You, you know, there's not enough people out there that work for the city that don't see this being a problem that people are going to, like, see, you know, basically you're trying to bully these these poor people into, into fitting into. And granted, I mean, like, if they messed up, they messed up. That's, you know, on them. But, like, how bad is it? Is right. it is it a house built out of twigs here? You know, like. Right. And now the city does have the right to appeal the judge's decision. It's not yet clear if the city will choose to do that. My so. guess is that after getting their bottom spanked all over social media, the city's going to learn its lesson yeah, on this maybe one. Maybe so. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Now, you know me, Shaw. I'm on the internet a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot, lot. The internet was made for you. I take pride. Yeah, it's got all sorts of deep, dark, creepy corners that I enjoy. Uh, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I tend to know a little bit about everything, right? I'm sort of aware of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I I try to be. I think that's part of my job. I take that to heart, uh, you know, to be aware of stuff, know what's out there. This one, I had no idea. This one got me. I didn't know it was a thing. Hmm. Apparently... There is a whole bunch of these books out there. Now, I don't read a lot, but my wife does, but I don't think she has any of these books in the bookshelf that we just uh, loaded up the other day. At the Rock Stop the other night, Oscar the intern, bless his heart, his ginger heart, (laughs) noticed someone with a book in hand, Okay, saw the title, wanted to investigate, went on the Google machine, Googled it. And then on the way home from the rock stop, he was telling me about this book. Okay. This is apparently a weekly series of trashy Amish romance novels. Amish? <laughs> yeah. There's really? A, yeah. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? Okay. And of course, I Googled it, and I didn't get let down. There so that's is, a thing. There, yeah. Well, the one that he was, he said he read through the first chapter... Uh, of this book that he saw online, I went and did a deeper dive here and Googled and, and found out that apparently there's a, a litany of these things. Amish romance novels. And they're very popular, I guess. Really? So some they always of the, do it in the dark. Some of the titles. You want to hear some of the titles? I think I do. 
thrill of the chaste. <laughs> like cha- chastity. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm playing words. A forbidden rumspringer. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds so made up. It's true. It's got a horse and buggy on it. I'm not criticizing at all. I just didn't know this existed, and I find it amazing. Right. They're, the one that Oscar Who's was reading these? I, I don't mean. know. A lot of people, apparently. But the one Oscar was reading and, and was talking to me. He said nothing really smutty happens, you know, like in a lot of those trashy romance novels. Is which Harlequin romance? Yeah, the ones, you know, where, like, they talk about loins and, and mm. quivering and stuff a lot. But uh, he said in the chapter that he read, it didn't talk a lot about that. There wasn't really much uh, in terms of actual graphic sexual stuff, but there was a lot of broad shoulders. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, like, uh, his ability to, to build a shed or something like that. Yeah. man. There's another one called The Fiddler. <laughs> and it's the woman with the fiddle in her lap. This guy on the cover of the book doesn't even have a beard. I don't know if he's legit. Uh, the Forgiving Jar, Shaw. There's one called The Forgiving Jar. Okay. Well. There's one called Lydia's Charm. An Amish widow starts over in Charm, Ohio. Who <laughs> really jarred something loose, Tiger? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but if you Google it, Amish romance novels, yeah. the Wikipedia page says... Amish romance is a literary subgenre of Christian fiction. Oh, it's a subgenre, all right. It's a sub, 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 subgenre mm. uh, featuring Amish characters, but written and read mostly by an- evangelical Christian women. An industry term for Amish romance novels is bonnet rippers. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This bonnet is on the rippers. wiki page. Because most feature a woman in a bonnet on the cover, and right. a bonnet ripper is a play on the term bodice ripper for stereotypical romance novels. Hmm. They're apparently very ludicrous, too. Uh, that, the history well, I can here, imagine. as I delve deeper into the, the, the wiki page, the genre has proven lu- lucrative for uh, publishers, many of which are Christian publishers. Uh, the first commercially successful Amish romance novel, according to writer Valerie Weaver Zercher, was Beverly Lewis's The Shunning. <laughs> the Shunning, not The Shining. You don't want to get sued, do you? Right. <laughs> Published in 1997. In addition, over 150 Amish fiction ebooks. How are they reading wow. ebooks? How are these people reading well, ebooks? They're not Amish, the ones who are I know, reading them. I'm making jokes. Uh, were self published between 2010 and 2013. Apparently, that was the sweet spot for these Amish novels. You still owe me another month's rent. So if I were you, I would start doing some tongue exercises Whoa. before Friday. Whoa. The three most successful authors of Amish romance are Beverly Lewis, Cindy Woodsmall, and Wanda Brunsletter. They have so- check this out. They have sold over twenty four million. Oh my gosh! Books. Then how did we not know about this? That's what I'm saying. Right. How did I not know? Right. This is a complete surprise a to me. Thing. I had no idea this existed, let alone was so popular. It's not some sort of dark corner of the internet. This is out in the open. Somebody brought a book to a rock stop about Amish romance. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know, Shaw. I had no idea. Well, well, I, and well, I, haven't, well. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it either. Mm-hmm. I almost want to read one of these things you just to see what happens. Curious. I'm not curious. I'm just, in, well, you know, you hear a lot of stories about things and whatever, and I didn't know about stuff. Don't want to be missing out. Well, Scraty told me some stories, and, I, you know, he lived down in Westby, and he he's said. He's the expert on these I don't matters. know if he's. <laughs> if we have Amish questions, we go to Scraty. Yeah, that's uh, not a good idea. I'm just saying, I've, you know, I've, I've heard things, and I didn't know this existed, and apparently it does, and it's very intriguing. We drove through an Amish community on our way to Rockfest. It says, like, the stars are lining up here yes. for me, Shaw. I'm going to have to get one of these books. Uh-huh. If I, I'm sure that someone out there has got one of these. Maybe interview the authors. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, how do they come up with their plot lines? If you, yeah. 
If you've got one of these books, you don't have to tell me who you are. Just drop it off at the station anonymously in a brown paper bag. <laughs> I just want to I want to peruse it. I want to look on uh, and see what it says inside. Maybe we'll read passages one morning. Show. Okay. If we can. I, I, did you know? Did you have any idea? No that this clue. Was, no clue whatsoever. I didn't know either. Huh. I had no idea. Didn't know there was such a market for such a thing. Either. There's a huge market. Wow. 24 million books. That's these amazing. three writers alone. There's just three. Amazing. And he was, Oscar was telling me, he's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a TV series, but they release a book a week. Huh. Do you have you choose your own adventure or promise <laughs> romance novel? Where like, am I going with Hezekiah or am I going with Eli? Right. Which one do you choose? Go to page, turn to page 76 for Eli's adventure. I don't know, you know, which <laughs> It's wild, man. That's I had crazy. no idea. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Now, let's say you have your choice of anything you want, Shaw. Okay. All right. Anything goes. That's awesome. You're in your backyard. You got the grill out. Okay. You got a beautiful patty right there. Doesn't matter what it's made of. I don't care if it's, like you a know, burger, you mean? chuck or what, you know what I mean? I don't care what kind of meat it is, okay. but you got a burger. You yep. got a burger on the grill. What do you put on top of it? What's your perfect topping? What would you go for? You mean while it's still on the grill or before? Or, or I just any, I'm just talking in, ter- in terms of what would you put on your burger in terms of topping? Uh, cheese. Cheese is number one, by the way. Uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, ketchup, mustard. Lettuce, tomato, bacon. onion, pickles, ketchup, bacon all made the list of the 12 different burger toppings from best to worst, according to the website Thrillist. These are just people that write for the website mm-hmm. that put this list together based on their own opinions. At the bottom of the list, number 12, mushrooms. I tell you what, a nice uh, Swiss mushroom burger from time sure. to time. You get that cheese, the melty cheese, a little mayo, some mushrooms. It's delicious. Uh, not what I would choose every single time, but it certainly is nice for a change of pace. Tomatoes at number 11. Kind of surprised they're mm. that low. Yeah, me too. Um, they seem to be the standard. You know, you're talking about cheese, obviously, being number one. Usually lettuce, tomato, onion up there in the top few, but uh, tomatoes at number 11. Eggs at number 10, Shaw. Yeah, a lot of places do that now. I do like the that. hangover burger. I'm, well, I'm looking forward to being at Sloopy's for the Rock Stop next Wednesday because I'm going to get me that burger with the egg on top. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think they call My it kids the, love that. the Purdue burger, I think is what it's called. But uh, that was uh, number 10. Number 9, chili. Too mm-hmm. messy. Not a fan No, of not chili. No. Chili dog. Sure. Got like a little boat there kind of yeah, with the, with the bun to catch it in. But the chili burger. Mm. Never have put chili on a burger. Ever. Lettuce at number 8. This shouldn't even be on the list, but this is what happens when you have millennials. Avocado, number seven. On a burger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chilies, like uh, peppers, at number six. Again, shouldn't be on the list. Bacon at number five, which is too low. Right. Because above bacon is pickles. And don't get me wrong, I like pickles, but they should not be above bacon when right. it comes to what you're putting on top of your burger. Next would be condiments at number three, and sure. this includes everything. Ketchup, mustard, relish, mayo, barbecue. I guess... Uh, I still think bacon should be higher. Number two, onions. Uh-huh. I love me a, a nice nice onion uh, layer there on my burger. And then, of course, number one, cheese. cheese. Got to have cheese. These are the uh, rankings of burger toppings from Thrillist.com. Uh, again, completely subjective, not in necessarily any sort of survey or anything. These are just the people that wrote the article. So. But cheese, definitely number one. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. Beachweather Shaw. Yes, it is. Going to be up near 90 today, definitely near 90 tomorrow. A few sprinkles possible tomorrow afternoon, maybe some rain on Sunday. What's our percentage of rain on uh, Sunday? Like about 40%, I okay. think, so less than 50. Right. Not, not talking anything heavy. You been to the beach at all this year? 
I was out on the river, so yeah, yeah Crater Island doesn't really count. That's not. I mean, it's, well, it's not a beach beach. It's the a, river, not the beach. Pile of sand. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a beach, but it's more the river. It is. Here are some things you don't want to hear when you get to the beach, Shaw. Okay. You headed to the beach this weekend. Top things you don't want to hear at the beach. Sorry for trying to roll you back into the ocean, <laughs> sir. Honest mistake. <laughs> My bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> The sea was angry that day, my yes. friends. <laughs> Top things you don't want to hear at the beach. The shark danger today is low as long as you stay out of the water. That's true. And you don't go in, Sean. Proving your point. Yeah, don't go in the water. At least the ocean. Uh, does this thong hide my hemorrhoids? Oh, are, boy, I hope so. These are things you don't want to hear at the beach, Shaw. Uh, definitely don't want to hear that. No. Oh, I don't need any suntan lotion. What I need you to do is rub some Preparation H <laughs> back there for me. You can just get that. I got some spots I can't reach. Top things you don't want to hear at the beach, Shaw. Calm down. It's not raw sewage. It's just radioactive waste. It's okay. It'll be all right. right. I think the fecal matter's at the highest it's been right now. Is that the deal with the river? I haven't seen the measurements, I guess. guess, My guess is pretty bad. Uh, Welcome to Speedos on the Sand Day. Oh, I'm in the wrong beach. Little banana hammock action there, Shaw. Top things you don't want to hear at the beach. The bathrooms are really far. They're like way up there by the boulevard, by the boardwalk. Can you just hand me that bucket that that mm. kid's making sandcastles? <laughs> just, I'll take care of this right here. Aren't you supposed to just go in the water and do that? I think so. Okay. That's why the fecal matter's so high. Top things you don't want to hear at the beach, a few more. Sorry, I don't have any beer. This cooler is actually holding a kidney. It's got a... Oh. I just stopped on my way to the hospital. <laughs> just a little quick stop off. Uh, hey, why don't you go back to the poop hole country you came from? <laughs> Is that what happens at the beach? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, they call this area the fecal bacteria coast. Ugh. 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 That's gross. That's so gross. Things you don't want to hear at the beach, Shaw. Uh, did you buy that bathing suit or did your great-grandmother leave it to you in her will? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Look, Mommy, my sandcastle has a sex dungeon just like our house. Oh, well, that's what they see at home. Please be advised the dolphins are extra horny today. <laughs> don't they get a little riled up? Sometimes. A couple more of the things you don't want to hear when you go to the beach, Shaw. Pippet! Pippet! Come on, Pippet! No, just no, me. Like that. Yeah, it's from Jaws. Uh, oh, maybe you'd catch that one. Sorry. I had the theme music and everything playing. Yeah. No. Pippet! No. Was that the dog's name? God, man. <laughs> Why do I do things? I don't know. You, I ne- you never pick me up when I'm Sorry. laying it down, man. I thought for sure you'd get that one. Sorry, brother. I thought for sure. There you go. Some things you don't want to hear when you're going to the beach, Shaw. Uh, don't say Pippet because Shaw won't know what the yeah, hell you're talking no about. Clue, yeah. By the way, we got a text message from somebody. Uh, Ryan says, you forgot to ask Shaw how many strips of bacon he puts on his burger. Half oh. a strip. I uh, First of all, I corrected uh, Ryan because he used a lowercase b in the mm, word bacon. I correct. told him you got to capitalize that. And I said, second, I think Shaw just drags the strip of bacon across the burger to give it the essence. Nice. And then packs away that strip for a later date. I, I go whole strip there. I just split it in two, you know. Whoa. Don't get crazy now. I know. Shaw. We've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy. Only on 957therock.com.